Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top-shelf equipment and designers for broadcast, concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know that this is your most important event. It is their goal to make you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer for Ayrton Lighting, as well as columnist for LD at Large at PLSN. Uh, I hope everybody's listening and enjoying. I am here today with my good friend and respected lighting designer for the recently closed Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. We know that a lot of people are wondering what's happening to such a, an iconic venue. So I thought I would reach out to my good friend, Brandon. And uh, luckily, we have all the time in the world these days. So <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me, Brandon. Well, well thank you, Chris, for giving me uh, something to do during this quarantine. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, definitely the, the, the best tool I have to reach out to all my friends uh, uh, we're, it's amazing that we're doing this today because I was supposed to be in Las Vegas doing a demo for a bunch of Ayrton fixtures and I was going to come see you anyway. So it's only fitting that we are having a long distance discussion today. <laughs> I was going to yes. come to Las Vegas to, with ACT and we were going to show off the new Ayrton Huracan and some of the new stuff that ACT has, including Zach Track. And I had invited you down and you were going to be able to make it today for a short amount of time because you had to get right back. But now it sounds like everything that I had canceled and everything that you had on the books has either been postponed or canceled. So here we are. Here we are. Open schedules. We talk for hours. <laughs> so, so you and I share a, for, a, a position. We were both the lighting designer for the joint in... Uh, at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. And I am bursting with pride that I was able to spend four years in that beautiful room. And I believe you've eclipsed my time. I've, you've been, I want to say you've been there even longer. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know your exact date range, but um, I did hit four years in December. And well, we closed February 3rd. So... Uh, a couple, I got a couple of extra months, so I don't, I don't know how many extra bucks you did, but <laughs> we're, we're sitting around the same amount of time. I, uh, I loved being in that room because I learned everything that I could need to know for, for many years. Uh, we always had the, as far as uh, control goes, we always had the newest gear. Uh, we always had the best bands coming through, uh, even in a, and a, a tough game with so much competition in Las Vegas. We always had big names coming through, especially for the for the major events like uh, New Year's Eve and uh, the residencies. I can only imagine you've met so many people in those four years. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
such a such an iconic venue, and I'm on the same page with you. I'm just so proud and have so much pride in, in just being a part of the the history of it. Um, and yes, with with the uh, the changing landscape here in Vegas, but with as far as all the entertainment venues, um, there's so many options in Vegas right now. We were still able to keep bringing in those big names and the those interesting festivals and just all, all kinds of different stuff. We were, we were still able to kind of maintain that name brand in, in a world of, of millions of venues here. Before the big joint was the smaller joint, the, the one that everybody knows before, I want to say that was in 2010. Before that, it was the other, the joint was on the other side. And that was just so well known for being the place in Vegas that even major arena tours would come through and pack an arena's worth of lighting into a 2000 seat venue. And a lot of people would, would, would recall seeing the Rolling Stones from a hundred feet away, whereas they would have had to pay three, $400 to see them from a thousand feet away in any other venue. <laughs> Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it was, uh, I, I think I was 20 when I moved to Vegas. And I think one of the, I, I, even being from out of town, I had heard about the joint. Um, I think, uh, I think at, at the time Aerosmith had done a, a live album from the joint. So I, I'd seen that album, but, uh, when I was 20, I walked into the joint and yeah, it was so small and, and so great to, be close to a, a performance like that. Um, and, and being in the new joint and, and working with some of these LDs, you, you would watch them kind of sit back and look around the new joint, which not so new now after 10 years, but they would look around and they would say, I swear I was here, you know, like back in 97, <laughs> you know, or like, a long time ago and they would always kind of relate to the uh the old joint um and you would hear maybe maybe some horror stories of maybe the uh the wing space at the old joint or where where front of house was up in the the balcony but uh yeah every, everybody the remembers the, the old joint the loading dock was right next to the garbage dump <laughs> yeah exactly. a lot of people were very excited that that wasn't the case in the new joint Yes. <laughs> uh, even at 4,000 seat venue, nobody was farther than 100 feet. So even uh, doing nine inch nails in a venue that size was just uh, a real treat for a lot of the fans who couldn't go to some of the, the arena size shows for something like nine inch nails because they could see their, their band up so close. Oh yeah, absolutely. The uh, the back seat of the the new joint was still just so close to stage, and you know, with the going from the old joint to the new joint, you know, actually having those arena acts able to bring in a, a good majority of their show. Whereas I, I think the old old joint, you know, they probably fit about a fourth of it through the door. Yeah, I mean, uh, a forty point rig could fill the joint and still we would do shows that were a hundred, 120 points in the joint. It was, 
was just overkill uh, to to maintain Vegas standards. In Vegas, you have to go over the top to even make a, an impact. Absolutely. Uh, and Vegas so is just known for bigger and better. Yeah, and and some of the stuff you know, seeing the the joint when when you got when well, I think you were with them when they they first started the the big rock residencies with the the Monte Cruz and the Guns and Roses, and you, you guys were really exercising that room and, and working working the room so much. I, you know, every every inch of that room was used. Uh, I, I I think during Motley Crue or, or Kiss, you know, some some of those they just definitely went over the top in that room. Yeah, the default answer was always yes. If somebody asked, well, can we do this? Well, <laughs> yes, until we find out no. And we would just try everything. And can we set the room on fire? Yes. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's see what we can do. Can we, uh, just can we keep, fly just skippers keep... <laughs> over the audience and then rain blood on them? Yes, until no. <laughs> <laughs> just keep the haze light, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you've had the experience of being on the uh, the roof and popping the hatches in the middle of a performance to to let all the uh, the smoke and the haze out. Yeah, that's just another perfect example of well, yes, yes, you can smoke out the whole room <laughs> until until engineering tells us that we can't do it anymore. Yeah, it, I, I'll tell you to pull back if you don't listen. Then I'll just I'll just go up and I'll pop the hatch. It's, it'll be fine. <laughs> so as the house LD, what was your primary role during the day? Because most people would come in with their own designers and operators and directors and in which you, in which place you would become the master electrician basically. And then yeah, yeah. Would bring in just a bunch of gear and not have a designer. And then you became designer programmer. Tell me about how you would have to, change so many hats day after day well yeah I, yeah the, the main function was being master electrician um and, and essentially every, everybody rolls in the door self-contained you know even consoles you know um they would roll in yeah i would tie in power um and a lot of times you know that would that would be all that would be requested but um a lot of days you kind of end up being the, the, the LD's assistant for the day. You're just kind of at, at their service, you know, anything you need, uh, they need, you know, you do for, for them. Uh, they're in an unfamiliar space and, um, might have a couple questions, even if they are self-sufficient, you know, we have, uh, you know, the house lights and, uh, we, we know all the, data paths in the room they might want to try and incorporate our rig if it's still up in the air they might want to incorporate that in um so a, a lot of times yeah it's just kind of taking care of the uh, the guest ld for the day and on on the days where there's there's no ld it can it can be a day full of no information kind of do what you please um program whatever you want or else it can be you know, three people waiting for you when you walk in the door to start busting out a show or throwing you, you know, those, those fixtures that don't have a, that don't have a name and don't have a profile. And 
what you'll, are some you'll of spend. the what are some of the weirdest last minute re- requests you would get? Oh, <laughs> well, the first thing that comes to mind is actually not lighting re- related because I, I think we're all used to maybe someone running up to us last minute holding up that USB drive with something they want to <laughs> throw up on the walls. That's usually the uh, the last minute uh, thing that I deal with. But the most the the most common lighting related one. I would say on on stuff that I'm actually in charge of designing or um, running is uh, maybe a show where we've not uh, allotted for a spotlight operator. Um, someone will come up right when the show starts and be like, I want to get a, a spotlight right on that person and I want to follow them, you know, for the whole show. Yeah. That's, that's actually a pretty common, it's a pretty common one. <laughs> That happens all too often though. Well, this person's going to get up from this table and they're going to go over here and I need somebody to follow them the whole time. That's, yeah. <laughs> they, they are moving lights, but that's not as easy as you think it is. That That's not, I'm not an Etch-a-Sketch artist. I can't, can't follow exactly. that person exactly the way you think while running the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah. You, you can do it and... Some you know mo- most times you can do it well, but other times you know you can have that light just it'll look like pong on stage, you know, <laughs> just see that light bouncing around. So <laughs> I, I try, I try and always that that is that is one thing I'll, I'll try and, and and steer a client away from the most is if they want to try and do something like that, I'll, I'll kind of politely say you know there's probably better ways we can do that with front light, you know, rather than be distracting and jerking a light around but yeah um i get that all the time in uh, in award shows they'll ask you if you can track seven different people at the same time you're like no no i can't do that i just have to bring the house lights up yeah yeah oh and expe- especially in in our venue where people would want to come in from the back of house and you know they'd be right under the the spotlight catwalk and it's just not physically possible <laughs> to, to get a follow spot on somebody that's standing right underneath the spotlight. But, um, you know, once again, you know, po- politely explain the situation. <laughs> um, I, I did think of one other <laughs> common one, and this can be if, uh, if there is a guest lighting designer, but you, you always get um, a request for clip lights. <laughs> That never fails either. Clip lights, work lights. Those are the kind of last minute things. (laughs) I know, I know they all seem kind of mundane, but those are the things that pop in my head. Yeah. Those are always the last things we think of. It's not until the, until the house lights go out. You're like, Oh, I didn't even set up my, my desk lights. Did I, I wasn't even thinking about that. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, with with house lights, that's a common thing, too, is that last-minute request. And when you actually do take house lights, it's like, oh, can we get the, the balcony completely out? Can we get the, you know, the side strips completely out that are lighting the path, the walkways, you know? So you'd, I'm sure you had to run up to the, the dimmer racks a couple times and manually take stuff out, you know? Yeah, you got to find the breakers. You got to kill breakers. <laughs> you got you to gotta work with that stuff. You can't. You just can't say no, like, no, we can't do that. You got to say, yes, I'll figure out a way to do that. Yeah. Uh, What sort of relationships did you build working at the joint for so many years? I would imagine 
you had a lot of residencies where you got to spend quite a bit of time with the the, the designers and directors. Well, you know, yeah, that, that's the, that's the cool thing is is being able to build the relationship with a lot of these LDs that come through, and the residency definitely allows allows that because you're you're with the the LD for well, I think usually about two weeks. Um, so I've I've made a a bunch of great connections and being able to kind of sit back for those extended residencies and maybe see a touring LD that's not doing a residency come through the door, you know, maybe once or twice a year. Um, it's, it's, it's great to keep in touch with them, but also see how they're doing things. Um, what, what they're doing different each time they come through or with the, Kenji in there with Def Leppard. Uh, um, De- Def the- Leppard w- was a couple months before my time. Okay. So um, had Sooner with and Mike Cooper with uh, with Kiss and Motley. Uh, Ki- my my first residency at the the joint was um, I believe it was Rascal Flats. Okay. W- which was with uh, Andy Knight and um who was who was a great guy and uh, that that was the first one um but w- i think one of the last ones we did residency wise was uh, nine inch nails because we had them probably three or four times throughout the the last year and that was uh arlo right wonderful um, human being i love him to death yeah, yeah, he he was great to work with, and with that circumstance, it was it was really cool because the first time that residency wasn't done all at once, and I don't know that we really termed it as a residency, but it was it was like five or five five dates I think over the year, but when they first came in, they they used the house rig, so. For me to sit back and see how Arlo would use the house rig to to do a Nine Inch Nails show um, compared to some of the Nine Inch Nails shows I'd seen with the full arena rigs um, was just amazing to see, you know, our lights used to create that show. But as we progress throughout the year, um, I think nine. I think nine snails came in as part of a tour later that year, so they had their own own rig. So to see it be done with our rig, and then a couple weeks later seeing it be done with with their rig, that was a uh, that was really cool. Wow, that must be night and day. That really shows off the versatility of Arlo right there, being able to take. I mean. Yeah, to, to take uh, what, technological what we had. masterpiece marvel of the world into the the joint house rig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was actually probably one of my my highlights was was seeing seeing that and just seeing how the rig was used. That that was always my favorite part because um, you you sit there and and you have the the shows where you're designing. And you have your own way of doing things and, and your way of creating looks. 
And then the next next day you have a, a, a guest LD that uses the same same palette, same canvas you have, and it's just totally different. And you get to really, really exercise how you do things by, so, by watching that. So now for you, you're in a, a fairly indeterminate amount of time of limbo. You, The joint is closed, recently closed. I, I saw they took the guitar down and everything, and I shed a, a few tears over that. And oh, man, yeah. The Virgin Hotel is going to be open later this year. It's slated to be open later this year. And as far yes, as I've heard, uh, it's going December. to remain the joint. Yes. Uh, the the name, uh, as, as far as just last week, I heard, you know, uh, still the joint. Um, every rendering I saw was, was still the joint, you know. Um, every, everything is changing, obviously um ever evolving so it, it could change last minute but uh I, I don't i don't know that they'd want to get rid of that iconic name and from the conversations i've heard it doesn't sound like they're going to okay and uh the joint is kind of managed by aeg as well as the hotel and it's kind of a cooperation between the two so i'd imagine aeg would like to keep it the joint as well so yeah yeah, again, you know, you have that, that history with, with the joint. So I, I think AEG would like to maybe pre- present the joint as, as, as that crown of Vegas with that, that big, big, big history. I mean, there's so many, uh, so many awards that the venue won throughout the years. You know, I'd see them up on the walls and, you know, to kind of get rid of that momentum or that, that history would be kind of a, a shame. But uh, r- regardless of if if they would change the name or not, you know that that room is gonna always have the feel of the joint inside of it. You know, um, it's not getting leveled out. It's not getting uh, uh, a dr- a dramatic facelift. I would say um, from anything I've seen, but. It's always going to be the joint, I think, to everybody in Las Vegas and every touring person that comes through that's that's been been there. I think uh, we'll, we'll always call it the joint. <laughs> then to add to the limbo, not only is the the hotel changing over, but you also have this major uh, self-isolation COVID-19 pandemic hitting las vegas and i would imagine the entire strip is just a a ghost town right now yeah the strip is completely shut down um there's i mean there's a there's a couple stragglers you'll see a few random people walking but i I think every everybody by now is probably seeing pictures and stuff of our our dark strip and there's no no cars on the strip there's 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 no people um the casinos are, are boarded up and uh to me it it i feel like what i went through or or, or what we all went through uh, uh, as employees of the hard rock it, at the beginning of february um i i walked out you know minutes after they they closed the doors for the hard rock hotel and i saw them you know shutting down the casino in front of my eyes that day and eventually boarding up the doors to, to the hard rock. Um, 
I never thought, uh, and, and it was so eerie just to see that. Um, I never thought, you know, in a month I'd be seeing that widespread on the strip. Um, so it, it, it's just, it was, that, that was real, uh, really surreal to me. The it, photos it kind of look feels, straight out of an apocalypse with the, I mean, there's yeah. no cars on the strip at all. That's road closure signs yeah. in front of uh, Mandalay Bay and the Luxor. Yeah. I mean, they boarded up the Bellagio, the everything, everything is off right now. Um, I was out Saturday night briefly and, you know, there was, there was still, still um, a presence on the strip. Um, so to, to come to Tuesday and, and have no one there is, it's just, uh, just really strange. What are the people going through there? I would imagine there's still a lot of online solidarity, but nobody can gather. Nobody can show support by coming together uh, physically. Is there uh, anything in place to help the people that are most in need right now? Um, as far as in, in the industry or just just in general for, for the people in Las Vegas? The, most, the people that you're aware of, like at the, say the Hard Rock or uh, amongst those people, is there any sort of uh, Facebook groups that everybody's kind of keeping together on? Oh, I, I mean, as as far as uh, like the Hard Rock, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a couple Facebook groups. We're all we're all sharing information. Um, actually, you know, after the Hard Rock closed, you know, it was groups to share old pictures and and keep in touch. But over the last you know four days, it it, it really has been like solidarity. You have people. Um, posting links for, you know, um, the unemployment process, um, relief where you can get supplies, you know, if, if you're, if you're trying to find supplies, um, links, links to stuff to keep you busy. Um, and just kind of news about what's happening around town. So yeah, there, there is that, that solidarity, um, and that connection, it's, it's still really, uh, still really new. And we just had the, you know, all the non-essential businesses closed, um, just the other night. So we're still kind of feeling our way through it, but, um, uh, industry wise, I've just been seeing all kinds of, uh, stuff being posted, you know, free, free tutorials to keep you busy. Um, just people wanting to do uh, video chats, um, some trainings, just just all kinds of stuff. I, I think it, it's just an interesting time right now. What have you been doing to pass your time? Are you, have you taken advantage of any of the tutorials yet? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I think uh, uh, I'd spoke with you because we originally had this scheduled for yesterday, but I, I had a... Uh, um, a little leak in the kitchen. So I've, I've kind of had my kitchen torn apart for the past couple of days. So I've been dealing with, with that. Um, but once that's all taken care of, I have a bunch of plans to sit down and take advantage of some of these, uh, 
tutorials that are going on, some of these discussions that are going on. And throughout, um, well, any, any time I'm at work, I have a, uh, I have an, I have a little uh, list on my phone and I'll keep adding to that list of, of stuff that I hear that I might not know that I want to look into or what, that I want to pick up a skill. If it's a, you know, programming technique or, um, you know, a, a rigging thing. Um, I'd I'll, I'll write that have down. To get up on uh, MA3 rather quickly. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, that's that's one of the big things I'm I'm wanting to to tackle is is the MA3. I, I was uh, on on it a couple months ago for a show, and I was uh, qu- quite impressed, and and I wanted to to dive into that a little bit more. So it it'll really be a a good chance to to hunker down and and learn that yeah for sure right on it sounds like you're in a pretty good place to make it through the the slump yeah you know however long this may be um it's it's really i think for for us in the industry it's uh, you know i think everybody's going through the same thing right now and feeling the same hurt but um, right now is really about getting ready and getting prepared for, for when we, we pick back up and it's, it's going to be a, a lot at once, you know? So. And what do you foresee that looking like? How, what do you think is going to be your first day back to work? What's that going to look like? If you, uh, if you want to play an imagination game with me to see if we can figure out what that's going to look like. Ooh, I, <laughs> I imagine if it's uh if it's in a month I'll be walking into a a shop for a prep with a a warehouse full of gear and not a lot of room to the prep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 how I foresee it. Um, <laughs> the <a> first day. <laughs> and I would imagine that's getting prepped for a show where even if the capacity is 4000 they'll only allow 1500 people in so they can all keep six feet away from each other oh yeah yeah because i mean obviously we can't go right back to full tilt four thousand people in a room smacking into each other that would be very counterproductive to start off with yeah and and that's that's one thing i've i have no clue how how uh how they're gonna do that is if if you're walking into a coachella scenario or, or or something like that you know how do you how do you kind of take what we've just gone through and, and implement it to keep everybody feeling um, not only safe, but comfortable. Um, We're going to have to dip it, our toes be, in the water first. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it'll be a, a slow reintroduction. Um, but I, I know a lot of stuff has gotten pushed into well, I think most of the stuff that's gotten pushed into May is getting pushed even further now. But um, I know, can't imagine corporate. what all the shops look like right now because all the gear has all come home, and the, some of the shops just aren't big enough to hold all the gear because they always there's always at least ten to fifteen percent of the gear out on the road. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was in the PRG shop last week um, prepping, and I, I think it was. 
uh, Thursday when Live Nation and AEG had uh, kind of pulled back all their tours. Um, one of the tours we were prepping was an AEG tour. So uh, essentially, I, I, I think it's sitting there still just prepped in in, in the shop, kind of just waiting on its fate. Um, oh, man. Yeah. That is unprecedented to think of that. Uh, you don't prep shows that don't go out. That's it's not the, it's not the end goal of our industry at all. Yeah, absolutely. And this was, I mean, it was. I think we were four days into prep, and every everything was mostly done. <laughs> and you're kind of looking around, and you're you're maybe just waiting for the uh, the call to pack it back up. You know, which is on doing that much work just. It felt unbelievable. Wow. Well, we're pretty close to running out of time, but I would definitely like to end on a high note. Uh, what do you, how do you foresee the, the new Virgin looking? You, I know that they're not going to have the guitar, but have you seen any of the drawings of some, some happy Virgin bar center bars? And do you know what that's going to oh. look like? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the Virgin is is going to be, I think, what everybody would expect maybe a, a rebirth of the hard rock to be, you know, minus all the memorabilia. It's going to be uh, uh, really, really open, really hip. Um, uh, I, I think they're going for, I think they're going for the clientele that, the, you know, the original hard rock was, was working with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would say maybe much like uh kind of like the i don't want to compare it because i think it's going to be different than everything else on the strip um so I, I i really wouldn't compare it to another casino it'll be totally different um there are some renderings that are public online um so you can check those out one of the uh big topics i know i know i know people want to know about the joint but the other thing is the the center bar obviously our, our big uh LDI meetup point. Um, <laughs> the the center bar is uh, still going to exist in, in some form. It's going to be a, a off center bar, I would say. So, <laughs> not, okay. not 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 okay. center, but it, it it will be off center. Um, uh, again, the the renderings for that look uh, awesome. Um, and again, the 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 renderings for the the joint just uh, just look beautiful it's still got the you know the the feel of the joint just uh up another level i feel all right right on brandon thank you so much for taking the time i'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested to see what's going to happen there uh, i know i am waited with waiting with bated breath to see how this is all going to turn out oh yeah uh, i mean i'm 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 with you and uh as i, I i've discussed with you um it's just going to be so great to uh, see that the the venue come back to life and hopefully uh, come back to the the place it was, you know, originally when it, when it first opened and just that, that top venue in Las Vegas, you know, it's, it's one of my, it's one of, it's always been one of my favorite rooms. Um, so to just see this rebirth and that, that return to glory, hopefully. You know? Yeah, I look forward to it.
Thank you so much for your time, Brandon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later, man.